Welcome to the Psychonaut Hour. My name is Taylor. I will be your guide. On this adventure, we will delve into the concept of psychonautics, which is the study of the human psyche. Now, there's a lot of ways that you can study the human psyche, um, sleep deprivation, um, and things of that sort, but the most common form is through the usage of certain illicit substances and uh, drugs. Now, today, and on most episodes, um, the drug of choice will be cannabis, which, depending on who you ask, like me, is actually a medicine. There are other drugs that I do consider medicines, um, ayahuasca and psilocybin, to name a few. And so um, they may play a part in this show eventually at some point in the future, but we're going to keep it light because we're still new here. I really appreciate you taking the time to stop and listen to this podcast. I really want to take time to explore what makes people go, what makes us move through the universe, through space, through time, and what keeps us pushing forward into the future. So today, our first guest is Miranda. She's a very, very good friend of mine and someone I've known for a few years now who inspires me to no end. Um, And I think that the thing that makes Miranda special is her driving nature and the way that she moves in the world. And so in this conversation, we're going to get into um, the concept of food and using it as a means to transmit emotion and to make people happy and how to be nice to your plants and create a welcoming environment for them to grow into and a little bit on how race plays into the building of a family and the structure of a person and their identity. We're all just trying to find the meaning of life on this big rock that they call earth and although these conversations may not be what brings us closer to the answer of why we're all here and what makes us special and what makes us unique, but wouldn't it be fun to try and find out? Today's episode is going to be powered by Banana Jack and Sophie's Punch and a little tiny bit of White Russian from my friend Miranda. Um, And I think that's a pretty good blend of different types of cannabis considering the kind of person that Miranda is. It just wouldn't be right um, to not add a little bit of spice. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Well, hello. Welcome, Miranda. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited that you decided to drive on down to Timbuktu to come see me. 40 minutes later. 40 whole minutes there and 40 whole minutes back. Back. If my I friend it. Miranda came to see me to be on my first episode of the Psychonaut Show. And I'm really, 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 really excited for you guys to meet her because she's definitely, hands down, one of the best people that I've ever met in my entire life. Oh like, my gosh. she inspires me, she inspires everybody. And she educates everybody she comes in contact with. She's got the greenest thumb. She smokes more weed than most people I know, and she just has the chillest, best vibe, and I know you're going to love her. So without oh, further ado, let's say hello to Miranda. Hello. 
Hi, Miranda. Oh my gosh, what a great introduction. How are my you? My head is now. I'm really good. It's okay. I'm that really was my good. intention. I wanted to blow your head up when you I'm came. I'm telling you, you have you to have it. friends that hype you up. You deserve it. You're Thank an you. excellent. Ex you're you're an, you're what they call an excellent human. Mm. Yeah. I try my best every day. You do a really good job. The aliens would be kind to you. Mm. Whenever they get down here. When they when they do. Yeah. When they do get down here. Do you I, believe in aliens? Oh, for sure. I feel like I feel like we have never like fully, 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 fully dove into this conversation. I feel like if you don't believe in aliens, that kind of just like you, you've got to be a little closed-minded because it's like a fun thought. Even if they come up with proof, like no, there's no life anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Like it's still fun to think that this universe is so big. There's got to be something else, else out there. It's yeah. massive. I just watched this, you know that video that has been circulating around um, Facebook since the dawn of time? Um, where it's like, this is how small you are. And it'll show like the universe and then it'll show like it zoomed out into the megaverse and then the yeah. Milky Way and then all and of then the another... multi-dimension shit. That mm -hmm. the, all the stars that get bigger than life. That shit scares me. That shit scares me. That's like the ocean. You're never really going to know how big it is. See, the ocean freaks me out. It's wild because we know more about space than we do know about the ocean, and there's definitely less ocean, so what the fuck is down there? Yeah. It's because it's hard to... Well, I mean, we're not going to break that down, but it's definitely hard to explore. Like, And you would think yeah. space is harder to explore, but... Apparently, that's where hard. the future lies, so that's necessary. I don't know. Maybe, do you think that... I guess if the world explodes, it's not going to matter. But like, if the world were to ever go into like a like a thermal freeze or something like that, and we were able to build structures under the water, maybe that would be better. That would and be more wild. resourceful than trying to send like really rich people up to space in a Tesla. I think that's what they want, though. They just they just want to like only elite rich people in the future, you know, with like seed banks and. Yeah. Yeah. Clones. Yeah. They're not even. There'll be no poor people. It'll be just clones of more clones rich, of people. rich people. <laughs> so while the rich people are flying up to space, we should be yeah. trying to figure out how to get under the sea. Under the sea. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I would be down for that. I'd be down to go see what's up. I don't know if I could stay there. I'm pretty open-minded though. I think like doesn't don't they have like if you've got enough money you can um, you can like see experience uh, zero gravity i think they've got that for like people with enough money you can fly up there nowadays like, if you have enough money you can literally go to space yes yeah, so i'm i'm willing and ready to try it all i want to experience zero gravity and i want to go deep below the sea level but i'm afraid of what i'll see down there like right I believe in mermaids, so, like, I kind of feel like... Do you, okay, do you believe in mermaids now, or do you think they're, like, some extinct, like, dinosaurs? I think that they're... Okay, 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 okay. So it's very possible that they're extinct, realistically, <laughs> because I've, no, I've not seen any, like, video of mermaids on TikTok, so I just feel like... <laughs> I feel like with the amount of people <laughs> who have cell phones now, if they were, like, out and about, like, mm -hmm. we would definitely catch them. But I also feel like they don't look how you think a mermaid should look. Like, they right. probably would look like blobfish, kind of, from, like, the pressure and constantly being underwater. Like, they wouldn't have any hair, because, like, <laughs> hair can't survive in salt water. <clears throat> they'd have to be, have, like, really thick, like, rubbery skin to live under there. So, like, they'd be ugly. They wouldn't be cute. They wouldn't be sexy. Have you seen, like, the images of, like, beluga whales? Yeah, like those. That have the knees? Have you seen those? <gasps> <laughs> you guys what are going to have to pull fuck? that up. We've got images of, like, actual beluga whales. 
and like an undershot. So like if you were under the water and it's more like towards the surface, it's a it's a shot of up and you can see like like an upskirt shot of a whale. Yeah, like a sh- like a, as if it were a mermaid. And it's got knees. Why the fuck do they have knees? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what the hell? What? <laughs> I have no idea, but it's a crazy picture. And I saw it, and, I, and it had, like, insinuation that they, this is what they used to see back in the day that made Keep them going. think mermaids were real. So I was like, huh. I wonder if all this time people think mermaids are real, and it's really just fucking beluga whales. Because they saw knees. And they were like, See, wow. here's my thing, though. Here, here's why I think that mermaids themselves... Like actual, real. because I do think I do believe in mermaids in the sense that they could be some sort of like siren. I think that sirens and mermaids mm. in history and mythology are the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're sexy ladies. I think that maybe they were just <laughs> boatloads of horny men who had been out to sea with each other only, mm. perhaps. But I do think that maybe there was some version of mermaids somewhere <laughs> that was like luring men to their death from like beautiful sounds if not singing then like you know whales make whale songs. if i could be reincarnated i want to be a siren yeah, in literally. 2020 like the 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 new century what would you do well, okay so how would you how would you be a siren in, in 2021 how would you be a siren and like lure men to their death i'm be doing what i'm doing right now <laughs> <laughs> okay. you said no nothing that's so Shit, no, it's I don't know. I would love to just, yeah, I'd, li- I'd like the image of like being on a, like on a tropical island. Just like lounging out, like eating just shellfish. Just super chill, smoking, guys approach out. me. They're like, oh my God. And I'm like, look at one look and it's like bitch. Medusa. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, like, so you, you would ha- you'd have the, 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 the killer stare. It'd be the killer stare. I feel like you got to bring them over to you. It'd be the weed smoke. I would just, it'd be all the vibes. They'd be like, wow, what does that smell? You know, and I'm just this tropical weed God. essence of magic and energy. And then when they come closer for a hit, Chow. they die. <laughs> that's excellent, actually. I think that's exactly what the world needs after 2020. Yeah. 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 I'd be, I'd be down for that. What about you? Mermaid? Siren? Are you going to be a pretty mermaid or are you the blob? <laughs> you know what? I've always really liked the mermaids from Pirates of the Caribbean. That last movie... They were like, those are me, nice. sailor boy. Like, those ones, I fucked with those. Because they were, like, real pretty at first. And like, yeah, come here, boy. And then as soon as he got closer, he just fucking bit his face off. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. That was, that was a good one. Come right here. Come, come close. Come here. Come here. It's all good. It's all good. Because I feel like some boys do kind of, like, some boys deserve to get their faces bitten mm. off. Most. I'll say that out loud. Most. I got a good one, but, like, some boys deserve to get their faces bitten off. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I think we're all mermaids or sirens though. Like I actually have a group of friends and we all call ourselves mermaids, like in the group chat, because you know, we like to be around water and different things like that. That kind of just like pertain to like why we call ourselves the mermaids. But I truly think like all women are like to have that magical energy. Like we're mermaids. We're unicorns. We're special. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we'll also kill you. Made of like mm-hmm. magic and like fairy dust and like glitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the weed, good stuff. Some of us. I hate when the weed gets in your mouth. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I accidentally lit the wrong end of the blunt because I wasn't paying attention. Oh, that's okay. Because I'm pretty sure the other end is the mouthpiece. <laughs> Listen, I did the highest shit the other day. When I was out in California, I 
wasn't paying attention and I went to go smoke the blunt from the lid end. <gasps> Burned the shit out of my lips. I've actually done that once too. I've never done some high ass shit like that. Like when you're holding like this and you're talking? I don't know, like... Just... Yeah, just whoop. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever burned your lashes off? No. No? I don't have... I don't think I have enough lashes to do that. I didn't think so either, but it's the type of bong. I have like this little tiny little clover. Oh, man. And I lit my shit up. And I think my... I think... I think my mascara might have been flammable, honestly. Oh, my god. I think it exacerbated the problem, but... That's... Something to keep in mind. I've never actually considered that because you know hair stuff is flammable. I can say with my bangs, like if I ever hairspray my bangs, I'm always extra careful because I always am paranoid that my hair will just go up. Go up in flames one day and yeah. never, and then you'll really be on fire. Singing. This might be a vibe though. <laughs> <laughs> might be a vibe though. It might be. You never know. So, so, so Miranda, what do you what do you do on a day to day basis? What does a what does a Miranda get into? Mm. Typically, um, I'm waking up, I'm smoking weed, I'm handling children, and then I'm cooking, like, all day, every day, depending uh, what kind of week I got going on or what, or how I'm feeling, maybe, or, like, mm -hmm. what, what the holiday is, is really dependent on what I'm cooking, but it's always something new, and I just you pull inspiration just everywhere. You be getting in there. I try to. I mean, like, I think over the last couple of years, like, food, for, I... Food for me has been a journey because, like, you know, I was vegetarian, vegan, and not that I'm not anymore. I still don't eat meat, but I've definitely, like, ventured into the world of cheese and bread and, mm. you know, there's different honeys. It's, like, it's crazy. Or to even just see where food comes from, growing it from seed all the way to table and preparation. It's, there's so much respect to be had for food. Yeah. And I've gone through this process of, like, what I like and how I want to make it, and how I want to make other people happy through food. So it's, yeah. definitely can, can emit an emotion through food. Easy. For sure. And based on, like, how I'm feeling, like, oh, man, that sounds really good. I'm sure other people would be like, bitch, that sounds great. <laughs> so I just kind of go with how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What feels good in the moment. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite, like, I guess, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert? Oh, my god. What's your fave to cook? So breakfast, I love chilaquiles. Like, Explain. it's like enchilada sauce um, that you can make with different peppers and tomatoes and herbs. And you can you can either make that yourself or you can buy like cans of it, like regular red sauce. And it's just uh, tortilla chips, um, eggs and like green onions. And it just prepared right. It's so good. Like for breakfast. I don't know. That's just, that's just me. I mean, like I know most people like a classic like egg and bacon, <laughs> but <clears throat> I love chilaquiles. There's something about it. You want something different. Something I like good. more savory for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like waffles are good, but I still like a more savory. Um, How do you make a savory waffle? Just like honey. Maybe not like for for me. It's like thick, um, more dry, with just like a drizzle of honey, like fruit. So it's like more fresh and just like a fluffy waffle. It's like more centered around just like the actual <laughs> texture of the waffle. Then, um, like Leslie Nope was on to something when she said waffles and whipped cream, very simple. It's very, it's really tasty. Like a lot of people when they eat like waffles or pancakes, they'll like douse it in maple syrup. That's me. And put like nuts or they'll have, you know, like mm -hmm. a sundae, like, you know, whipped cream and all that on there. Load it on there. I don't need all that. I just want a little bit, a little drizzle, like agave syrup, honey, you know, and I'm good to go. So to me, that's like more, like less sweet, more savory maybe, but you could even do like nuts in the mix. You know, make it like more protein and hearty, mm. so you can like crush up the nuts and mix it in with the batter before you put it in the 
the the griddle. Mm, that yeah. has good flavor. Yeah, uh, lunch and dinner though. I don't know. I love pasta. Mm. I love pasta. Pasta, pasta and bread. Shit, I can eat that every day. Yeah. Cause like like the spectrum of kill pasta you, is insane. It is the spice of life. Mm. <laughs> the spice of life. And then and then desserts. Anything. Like what I brought you guys today was just what I was craving. I went to the store this morning and I bought fruity pebbles. Because I was like, ooh, fruity pebbles sound really good. I would love for you to explain more. Like, you brought this, and I was, I did not expect this. And I'm this is so not even anything this. special. I just wanted you guys to try it. So these are fruity pebble cupcakes. So the cake batter itself I mixed um, fruity pebbles in with. And it's just like a regular cake mix. Mm -hmm. And then the whipped cream is just heavy cream, sugar. And then the heavy cream, I, I let it sit with, like, the fruity pebble cereal itself. So that it mm. it got sweet as if like you know when you eat the bowl of cereal and the milk is left over? Yes. That's essentially what and I that's used. The only milk that's but I promise this isn't with what I ate. This is good. Okay. This is <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's just what I did. And then this one is like <clears throat> more like a biscuit. Um so it's a thicker like bunt cake style cake. Um <clears throat> it's got cinnamon, like shortcake crumbles at the bottom, mm -hmm. and then a strawberry in the middle and then I piped the batter around it, put some just plain, this is un, like infused without the Fruity Pebble, mm -hmm. just regular whipped cream with some more of that cinnamon uh, shortbread crumble on top. Ooh. And then just a little strawberry for garnish. Just to make it look cute. Yeah. I didn't have the, I have these little strawberries that are just like. Little baby strawberries? Little baby, baby strawberries, like a, like a giant sprinkle. They're really cute. But yeah, so just, you know, whatever you're feeling. You can really use whatever's excited. in your cabinet. Like, you don't need fancy ingredients. Even if you want to make something, like, more fancy, you can use really cheap ingredients to make it Like, elevated. what's an example? What's your favorite, like, <coughs> pantry fresh, like, <coughs> like, food to make that's easy, doesn't really require that many ingredients? Mm, I don't know. It depends what you've got. So, like, me, I've always got chocolate chips in my pantry, mm -hmm. so you could easily make brownies. So just you just melting that chocolate in a double boiler, um, egg, flour, you know, baking powder, baking soda, um, salt. Easy peasy. Easy peasy, and you mix that all up, and you throw it in a brownie pan, and and you're good to go. And even if not that, like, um, you know, macaroons are super easy because it's just egg white. Really? So you're just like whipping egg white. Because they charge them. so much money for macaroons. They do. Well, I mean, it, it's an it's an art. It's an art. I'm not going to take away from that. But it is like something that you could make for cheap if you had those ingredients and you knew what you were doing. Um, I don't know. All kinds of stuff. It's all about just kind of maneuvering. With what Whatever. Just like open your pantry and you've got peanut butter. You've got jelly. Maybe you've got a boxed cake mix mm -hmm. that's just like that plain yellow box cake and you don't know what to do with it because you don't want to just slap chocolate frosting on it. You're like, I don't want that. You could easily make cupcakes with that or a whole cake. You could poke holes in it, make a poke cake. That's super cheap. And then you're just like pouring like jello or pudding or mm. maybe condensed milk, make like a tres leche cake. You know, it's just spicing up what you have. Just make it a little bit extra. Yeah, you can definitely different. go the mile and like do all the extra stuff and like make it really fancy, but... You know, I uh, I brought them a pineapple semifredo, and that's definitely more elevated, but it's super cheap. What is it? Explain I, what that is. Say it again for me. It's semifredo. Okay. So basically, like semi frozen. Um, but it's so the ingredients are this pineapple, heavy cream, 
and a little bit of sugar. That is it. Mm. That is it. So, so you, it's like it's frozen pineapple. It's literally frozen. It's like a oh, pineapple man. whip. Like if you ever had like dull pineapple, mm -hmm. like it's kind of like that. So you blend up the pineapple, strain it if you want it smooth, add it straight to it if you like it chunky in texture with like the pulp. And then you're whipping your cream until it's a little stiff. Add the sugar till it's completely like not hard, stiff peaks, but like you can kind of mold it. And then you fold that in with the pineapple and freeze it. Okay. Amazing. Wow. And you could add liquor to that if you wanted like a... That's what I was thinking, like mm -hmm. rum or something mm -hmm. like that. Absolutely. I'm a vodka girl myself, but I, I would I would venture out. You could with corn. vodka if you wanted to, you know, different things like that. So it's really just, you know, what you have. And that's why I like smoking weed. Cause I'd just be like, mm, what do I want to fix and eat today? Where did you like get this like, like, like of ability to mix flavor? Cause I, I, I consider this a talent for like, I mean, not even a talent, like almost like an innate, innate thing, like within you. Like did somebody pass that down in your family? Did you learn that from somebody through watching? <clears throat> Man, it's actually been a, it's been a journey. I found out my, my grandmother actually used to make cakes, mm -hmm. like professionally. So I thought that was really cool, but it's been forever. It's been, I didn't know how to cook when I first moved out. Um, so I would, you know, I'm eating boxed mac and cheese and stuff like that. As and then I do. would find a, a recipe, because <clears throat> I like reading recipes. I feel like if you're that person that likes to read recipes, you can almost visualize yourself making it. Mm -hmm. You read through the whole thing before you start. That way you can kind of get an idea of like how it's laid out and what you need. And, you know, with that, you kind of like, all right, that, that, and that. So you're reading a, a recipe that's got oregano, rosemary, and thyme, or, you know, like herbs like that. You, can, you Now that you've smelt them, mm -hmm. you've cooked with them, you've handled them, you can, you can visualize that and really like compound the flavors in your mind. Mm. So when I'm, before I'm even cooking, I'll be like, ooh, like cardamom. I, I didn't know what cardamom was. <laughs> six years ago. I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a, like a nutmeggy, cinnamony, uh, spice. Okay. I don't, I, I'm high and I don't have better. <laughs> no, I, 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 I get don't have that. better descriptive words. I get that. Like the, the <laughs> holiday flavor. Yeah. But more like, more Latin. Okay. If that makes sense. Yes. Right. So like, I, like, I want to put that in stuff because I'm really into that right now. And again, I didn't know what that was, you know, a while ago, six years ago, six, seven years ago. And in cooking with all these new flavors, I can, like, picture that in my head. And I'm like, ooh, that would be so good with this, right? Like, I make a, I make a cinnamon and cardamom, like, ginger cupcake with maybe, like, a basil cream cheese frosting. And to me, that just sounds so good because it was, like, light airy combination sound good in my mind so then I'm gonna try it out I'm gonna bake it and I'm gonna try it and if it's good then it's good and if it's not then you can kind of like mm, this is what I need to do it needs a little bit more of this or this this wasn't a good combination at all and it's, and I think that's what's fun yeah. so in my mind I'm constantly Just thinking figuring it out, kind of yeah and that's why out. I like new flavors like <laughs> I'm always like so willing to try anything once because you never know how it's going to sit on your palate you know, it, like, it might not smell good, look good, but then you taste it and you're like, wow. Or it's different. Or, or it's like... different. I remember when I first tried, like, aged Gouda, and I was like, ooh, that sounds so fancy. But it tastes <coughs> wildly different no, no, compared to, like, sharp cheddar or, you know, Munster cheese. Like, there's all these different flavors. 
<laughs> I'll it's say wild. I'm discovering a kind of new love for cheese. Yeah. Recently, I really, really <clears throat> like. I have a hard time, like being an adult and feeding myself and shit sometimes. But I do really <laughs> like grilled cheese, and I yeah. really like making grilled cheese and making special Jeez. grilled cheese and making grilled cheese with apples and and mm. like jam and just really, really doing like, it up. Like I like sweet yeah. grilled cheese on like French dough and like sour. Have bread. you tried like a brie mm-hmm. grilled cheese? Yeah, that's I recently found right this um, this blueberry goat cheese mm. and put that on my grilled cheese and it almost spread like a that sounds amazing it was like it spread kind of like feta cheese or like Mm. um but it tasted like sour cream almost like it was goat cheese is so cool because you can add sweet things to it and it's such a great like Mm. i've had like uh pecans and and maple goat cheese that sounds fire so good on crackers but yeah that that would be amazing and see you could even do something you like if you like that you can kind of switch it up like you like cinnamon rolls Mm-hmm. And you like that? Maybe you could make like little cinnamon roll, blueberry brie bombs. You know what I mean? Like, and really just kind of like combining things that you like <coughs> and making it a thing. It's incredible. You know, I never thought about doing something like that. Just, just really like, just like, and that's like to me. Like when I tell people, like, oh, I like to like build flavors, or I like to just like be in the kitchen and smell. That's a good way to while describe I'm cooking. it, like building. Flavors. But just that, like, you take things that you like, mm-hmm. and you're like, hmm, I wonder if that would be good. I like chocolate, cinnamon, and blueberries. Yeah. Like in my cereal, I eat like cinnamon, blueberry with dark chocolate. Like that's good. Yeah. Maybe that would be good as like a cake or a cupcake or, you know, a biscuit. Any anything, you know, even ice cream. Even ice cream. Even ice cream. You've got some pretty cool. You've got some pretty cool flavors for like ice creams and like popsicles and everything. Yes. Yes. You have one of the most like in like. When I'm trying to explain to people the way that you describe flavor, the only way I can do it is through like ratatouille, and it's kind of embarrassing because like my 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 vocabulary for food and culinary is so small. But <laughs> the way that like he would like bite the cheese and like see the colors and everything, I'm like that's just Miranda. Like she just walks around like and that. And there's so many people that are like that out there. Really? Yeah, and that's what's that's what that's why food and like the community around like restaurants and like food culture can be so competitive, but also like such a welcoming place Mm -hmm. because when you, when you try someone's food for the first time, you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to come back. And then you're building a rapport. Mm -hmm. So now, now I'm friends with you. You're the owner of the restaurant and I'm coming here. Not only just to like spend my money and support your business because I genuinely like your food. It makes me feel good. You know what I mean? And there's like this entire culture around it. So now everyone's going to the spot every Friday night for drinks and pie or burger. Waffle House. Waffle House hits, right? It's not the best. It's not consistent. But when you're drunk or on the right night and you go there, it is like the best thing, right? Even even just aesthetic, like you and your friends. And that's 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 what I want, you know? Yeah. And other people don't appreciate that. And then there's some people that live for that. That's why there's like foodies, people that just like post food and try food. Do you consider yourself a foodie? I mean, I guess I'd be considered a foodie, like, title-wise, because mm-hmm. um, I do love to try new foods. But just, like, I want other people to try my food. Like, I just enjoy cooking for people and, and showing them, like, where my brain is at. And then being able to, like, look at you and be like, was it good? <laughs> <laughs> like, was it really good, though? And and I know that's half half of it with people. So, like, the people I've been working with a lot lately, like, they're so passionate about food, and it's nice to be able to, like, bounce ideas off of each other. We'll just be, like, back there cooking, and we're like, what do you think of this? It's like, 
write it down. <laughs> write it down. Write it Somebody down and we'll test one. it out later. <laughs> Somebody has to do that one. Where most people are like, yeah, that sounds good. Or, mm, I don't know about that. And it's like, even if it doesn't sound great, it's like, try it. Just mix it up and see. Who thought, who thought grapes and cheese would taste good? Oh, Ratatouille was so fucking good. it up. He's like, just try it. Just try it. Just try it. Do you, so do you not fear, like, like gross shit? Because, like, I've, like, mixed some shit together and it's been so gross that I've wanted to throw up. Does that not happen to you? Uh, that hasn't happened in a while. Okay. Like, like you're stronger combination-wise, yeah. Because <clears throat> you're not mixing together, like, you're not mixing together weird stoner shit anymore. Like, fucking No, because food is a science. Food is a science. You're looking at, like, acids and fats and, you know what I mean? Like, once you kind of figure out the balance, then you kind of know where you're going from that. You know, like, mac and cheese. You're not putting lemon juice in mac and cheese. No. Like, that just doesn't sound right. Yeah. Unless it's, like, maybe, like, a lemon pepper mac and cheese. So then it's, you know what I mean? Like, you're fully moving the flavor somewhere else and rather than, like, a traditional way. But if you're just trying to, like, throw some stuff together, you can do that just to try. But, you know, if, if you're not, like, thinking of, like, the mathematics or the science behind it, then it might not be that great. So, you know. It's, it's science. Everything. It's fun. Yeah, you have, you have to you have to kind of manipulate what you're doing. You know, or like uh, like cream, like heavy cream, for instance, like with whipped cream. When I was first making icing, I would always over whip it, and they would. I didn't realize I would throw it away. I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, I fucked it up, and then I would just throw it away. Later on, I realized that you can just keep beating it. Like if you mess up, you can just keep beating it and make <coughs> butter, because that's how butter is made. Hmm. When you're a kid and you shake the jar. With the cream in it, did you guys ever do that? No. Have you ever done that? No? I did that. <laughs> then we were at school, a bunch of kids just shaking jars of cream until like a ball of butter formed. And you can take that and you can put that directly on your toast, like that's literal butter, that's how butter comes. Mm-hmm. Or you can you can take garlic and rosemary and, and, and fold it into the butter and then put it in the refrigerator. Now you've got an infused spread mm. or just garlic and like salt and pepper and you put that on your toast with spaghetti, you know? So it's, it does, it's not a waste, but I remember like when I first was doing that, I just, I would get so mad, just throw it away. And then that's why you learn, you know, just trial and error, reading, studying. That's why cooking school's important, you know? Or just like actually doing the research to kind of go through. Cause you can pretty much learn anything online now. Absolutely. Yeah. Or just recipe-wise, I think impo- I think something important with cooking is learning to read and follow a recipe correctly. You know, a lot. What does that? What does that mean? Well, like, <laughs> like I said, like you should read through it mm-hmm. all the way, and then kind of like mise en place means like everything in its place. So, like, if you've got if you need a mixer and a spoon and a bowl and all that, you you need to get all your like when you roll a blunt, mm-hmm. you know, just break down the weed, or you don't unroll the backwood and then let it sit there and get all dry while you break up the weed. Right, you, you get all mean? that shit ready. You get it all ready, you break your weed down, then you break that down or you wash it and it's chilling. Like, you, there's steps, yeah. same with cooking. So if you just set yourself up for success, you know, it's gonna go a lot smoother. Rather than like having something sit there and you're like looking for something and it's it doesn't need to sit there. It needs to be poured and put in the oven. Mm-hmm. Or it needs to sit there and you don't let it sit there long enough. Like if you're making bread. Attentive. Yeah, you really have to figure that out. Or you know, get an oven with the light. That's I don't have that, so I'm a peeker. <laughs> and you're not supposed to do that. Because it well, lets heat out. Yeah. Well, it lets cold air in, actually. So that's like the... Like, it's both, but it's the problem is, like, it's closer to the edge so if you open it. Like, that cold air is going to affect the way it cooks. Mm. Or cracking, you know. Would you just, like, 
shine a light in there. It's like that's why they have the windows with the light, so you can just click, click the light click, on and look at them like, oh, very nice. And the click only it thing off. I've ever learned about cooking is sometimes you have to open it and stab a fork in it to see if it's done. Yeah, well, that's like you set your timer. So it's like, it, it says like, what, 15 to 18 minutes on the box. And you're like, mm, I'm going to hit it with 15. I'm going to check it at 15. Check it, check it at like 16, 17. Or if you know your, your oven runs hot, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or however, and then you just open it, you check it then, and then it should be fine. But those, like the first couple, like 10 to 15 minutes, I don't know. I don't know, it's a, it, it differs. Every oven differs. Every oven is different. Okay. <laughs> Really, though, because my oven's so hot, it gets the burners hot. Oh, okay. So I only, like, if I bake a cake, it's only at, like, 300. It's quick, quick, fast, easy. You know, well, my well, 300 no, is then, actually 350 because it's so hot. <laughs> and I've just had to learn that because I'll put cookies in there, and my cookies are done in, like, eight minutes. Fast. Yeah, where my mom's house, it's, like, a good 12, 14 minutes. Are you teaching, and I, I know that maybe they're not old enough, but are you, do you plan on teaching your kids to cook the way that you do? I try to now. They're sometimes interested, but they kind of get distracted, like, oh, I'm going to eat. Instead. Instead. And it's like, if, if I'm not cooking what they want, they're like, yeah. Not about it. And I'm always having to force healthy food, like, but come on, we need broccoli. And they're like, no. Where are the cupcakes? That's <laughs> what I was leaving. Where are, do we get cupcakes tonight? Oh, is that like, a problem? You always have. You, do you always have like, like treats? In always your house? have treats. So I like I made another brownie pie today, but a caramel one. Mm. Um, I made the pineapple, uh, semifredo, and then I made the cupcakes two ways. So yeah, there's hella snacks in my house right now. <laughs> Plus there's cornbread, and some flatbread left from the market and yeah my house is full of food i love food <laughs> i love food and i love grocery shopping do you i'm the kind of person that go, i could go every day i could go every day to fries <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so <laughs> surprise you guys kroger i mean there's an aldi's here now i don't know if you know what aldi's is uh -huh. They're out in L.A., but they're here now. They're like the affordable Sprouts. Mm. Mm -hmm. Organic food. They're great. Yeah, because Sprouts be tripping I sometimes. I my headphones on. Trader Joe's. I don't give a shit about people. I be going with my headphones on, just be vibing in there. And I know people are like, why are you so comfortable? I'm like, because I'm here every day. Like, you could ask me where stuff is at. I got you. I got you. I know where Aisle it is. six. Pasta. <laughs> left side. I feel that. I get that way when I go um, shopping for props at like, I get that way at like Goodwill. Like I get my little headphones on and I'm like, I'm right. ready. See, and I go in there kind of like hesitant, like swipe, swipe. No, I'm like, I don't I'm see anything. I'm leaving. Diving. <laughs> Each row. Yes, I do. Each and every row. That's the tip, see, guys. And everyone's got their thing. Yeah. I'm, and But I be peeping other people in the grocery store like, you've been here an hour too. <laughs> You're enjoying yourself also. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah. That's beautiful. You do a lot of other things in life though. Mm-hmm. Like you've got you've got this amazing I don't even know what to what do you, <laughs> I'm you, feeling good. <laughs> I'm feeling good. <laughs> you cook, but then also you have this like amazing green thumb. Yeah. I've been trying you a lot love more. Plants. I love plants. I like I I, I I have a lot of respect for the process. So not only 
you know, do you just plant the seed and you watch it grow? Just like a child. Mm -hmm. There's so much to learn from plants, patience, you know, kind of understanding that they're not all going to grow the same and they're not all going to have the same production. And I don't know, plants are just, they're beautiful. And they literally have like an energy to them when you're around them. So it's nice to just be like surrounded by plants, especially in the desert. Yeah. You know. Living out here is hard enough as it is. Even though being out in like the natural, like wilderness of the desert here is really beautiful. Like the Superstition Mountains mm-hmm. or Sedona is so pretty, but there's something about like lush green that like really feeds your soul, or at least yeah, mine. Because everything in this area and the surrounding areas is brown and dry. Brown and dry. We dry. live in the valley, if you don't know, the base of the valley. But that's okay. You make do. But yeah, no, I love up growing. Up in Prescott, up in, you know, Flagstaff, mm-hmm. up in the woods. Mm-hmm. It does get kind of green out here. It does. I feel like you can go two hours in almost any direction. Well, four hours if you're going to, like, Mexico. You know, you can, get, you can go to the Gulf of California. It's not that far. Go see something green. L.A. is, what, six hours? You can go to the beach in six hours. That's not terrible, but... It is hot here and dry, so. You know how hard it is to grow certain things here? That's another thing. Like, it teaches you a lot. Like, where where our plots are, spaces of opportunity, they were talking about how, I think it was the Hohokam Hohokam people, Mm -hmm. Hohokam, uh, they were, like, the original indigenous people that farmed that land. So, like, now that we're farming there and then we're trying to replenish the soil and bring it back to life because no one's done anything with that land for so long, it's like, it's like I don't know, it's, it's a whole thing because people have been growing for sustainability for so long and we're so privileged to be able to go to the store mm-hmm. and buy fruits and vegetables and... And it'd be no problem. And it's no problem at all. Even the farmer's market, like, it's really great to be able to support people, but there's still just, like, this, this like, lack of respect for the people growing mm. the food that you eat, you know, that keeps yeah. you alive, you know. Just important as, uh, you know, other work, but just, like, there should be so much more respect for it and the people that do it. I definitely agree. So just being able to, like, learn and be a part of that. Because I definitely, like, I'm, like, I feel like I'm naturally good at growing. I think I'm attentive naturally. Like, that's me as a person. Um, so if you're not patient and attentive, that's probably why your plants die. <laughs> I, can't, I can't make anything grow. Do you feel like you're patient <clears throat> or attentive? I don't know, actually. I feel like my personality is shifting a lot right now. Mm. So maybe once upon a time I used to not be, and maybe I am now. But I feel like I just have a, I have a hard time, like, remembering that a plant needs water. But it could have some, like, I also am in a stage of my life where sometimes I forget that I need water. So. Exactly. And listen, metaphorically, for your life, too, you can set timers, okay? Timers are essential. You can't, you're not going to grow things perfectly. And even back then, they were looking at the sun, mm-hmm. you know. So if you're just like, you have that reminder to f- water yourself or to give yourself the right nutrients, you're going to be a lot better off. And so are your plants. Even if they're small, you will grow. You will get better. You know, you just have to keep trying. 
feel like a lot of people give up early. So, so yeah, if you're if you're a new grower, whether it's weed or herbs or like lavender and basil and stuff like that, or you mm -hmm. want to grow vines, whatever you want to grow, you want to grow a tree, just start small. It's okay. The first thing I tried to tried to grow was a Venus flytrap named Audrey too. That is obscure and exotic, okay? Yeah. Well, uh, he wouldn't eat. The first one. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't eat, and it was really sad, and I loved him, but he died. But he died. But he died. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Where do you buy those? You got, like, a transplant? <coughs> you just, like, bought it as is? I actually don't think I bought it. I think I was gifted. Oh I was gosh. gifted. That's super cool. And it really sucked because it was given to me, and I killed it. Well, I don't, I don't, actually, I didn't feel like I killed it because I gave it a fly. I found a fly, I caught the fly, I put the fly in, in the container with the, with the Venus flytrap, his little humidifier container, Damn. and he didn't eat it. You so. hunted food for him. I hunted food for this. <laughs> I've hunted food for many an animal. Yeah? Yeah, I used to have a hermit crab that refused to eat and crawled out of his cage and was mauled to death by ants. Oh my gosh. Little bastard wouldn't he wouldn't eat the shit I gave him. They were like, give him bananas and Cheerios, and I gave him bananas and Cheerios, and he didn't want to eat them. Oh my gosh! So you were out here. Yeah. You know what? That's love. You're a loving person. Yeah. Do you weird plants? Or weird plants? Weird animals? Growing up? Me? Yeah. Not weird, but you know, I killed like both. I killed two birds. With one stone? No, separately. One, <laughs> and they were both when I was really young. So one bird, one bird, my grandpa got me, and I let it out of the cage, and it flew right into the fan. And I didn't know I was young, right? It was traumatizing as fuck. Oh. The second time, maybe it was I could wait. I, dead on impact. Dead. I mean, the the ceiling like in the kitchen, the fan was just going. It's hot summertime, and he, the bird just flew right up in the fan. Boom! And it's small. Oh, the little no. parakeets are small. And I got a replacement. It was the same kind of bird, but I had that bird for a couple years before I killed it. Yeah. And what happened to the second bird? The second bird, I really liked to put it on my finger. Okay. So I would walk around with the bird on my finger and it flew off and they would um, clip its wings because of what happened. Because of the first bird? The first bird. So they, they were like, said, don't trust Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> we will let the bird fly up into the ceiling fan this time. So they, they thought they solved all the problems, but this bird flew off my finger and like, like off my finger and onto the couch. And I like panicked and I grabbed the small pillow and I didn't want it to fly away. And like, as it like took off, I just tossed the pillow at it and just <laughs> it smacked it up oh, against the no. wall and killed it. I, I can just imagine the moment of panic where you're like, fuck my bird. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. And I'm pretty sure that has a lot to do with my deep rooted guilt. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Oh, you were just a babe. You didn't know. No, I, I, had, I was super you young. panicked. <laughs> and I mean, it's funny in retrospect, but it's like, it's, that's why it's super important to like teach your kids all those kids things. Kids do all kinds of things out of panic. <laughs> I remember one time my brother found a secret snack stash I didn't want my mom to know about. And I panicked and I picked him up by his head and carried him upstairs to my room. Oh because my he was God. chewing my snacks. Like by his head? I picked him up by the hook of his head and his chin and picked Boop. him up. As an adult, I could have broken his fucking neck. Just snapped his shit. Oh my God. But he did not die. He didn't die. That's He's great. fine. He's 17 now. But, you know, kids do weird shit out of panic. 
That is so funny. It happens. Has your, have, you got funny stories about your kids? Oh my God. Or my story. sister, or my sister's, yeah, all, all, so many stories. I mean, they're not all funny. They're actually kind of sad, but you know, like yeah. as, as a parent, you laugh and you're like, God damn it. Why is, why am I laughing at this? Cause you remember how it felt. I didn't see Anna slip in the shower one time. Oh no. And I was standing there and it was like, I was outside of the tub and she was in the tub. And I mean, it could have been all bad. It could have went really bad, but. I didn't. But she slipped, she slipped in the shower. And like, you know, in a cartoon when they slip on a banana and they just fall flat. <laughs> She's just like laying on the bottom of the tub. Like, and I hear it, boom, and I panic, right? My heart sinks into my stomach and I, I pull the curtain back and there she was just naked, flat on her back, just like, oh my God. She was like, <laughs> just like the fact that she was okay and she was just like laying there letting the water hit her. And I'm just like, oh my God. Then <laughs> I laughed and I should have been more panicked. But I'm just... I mean, once you solidify that they're fine, I think it's fine to laugh. She just like saw her, her, her five years of existence flash before her. It's fine to laugh. One time some neighborhood kids chased me on a bike and I flew off of it and ate the concrete, which is why my tooth is chipped. Um, and I came home with a bloody face, bloody <laughs> fucked up face. I look like I had been jumped. No. My mom took pictures and laughed at me like all night long, <laughs> all night long. So, you know, it's fine. All night I long. was fine. I was and fine. You still remember this. I rem my mom does this to me often. I think parents <laughs> think like, oh, they won't remember this when they get older. They're so young. She says this to me. She's like, I can't, I can't believe you remember that. And I was like, I was like fucking 10. Like, I remember. I remember. <laughs> Your mom's just. <laughs> <laughs> I still have pictures of me in my fucked up face. Your mom's great too, so that's yeah. awesome. She's a nice lady, but not to me. <laughs> but not to me. Oh my gosh. I'm really glad that you came to see me, Fred. Yeah, I keep forgetting we're shooting the first episode of your show. We're just over here. I mean, we're just going now. Chatting it up. We're just going now. I actually, I actually did have one more question. It's a little bit deep. Are you, are you okay with me asking this? Let's, let's go for it. Okay, because since we're talking about your kids, I listened to this podcast earlier and somebody gave a perspective I'd never, ever, ever considered. And I recently kind of discussed it with my mom a little bit because she and I are very, very, very similar. Like I'm essentially my mother's twin. Right. So <laughs> if it's fair to say you're, I mean, it's the, the truth. Your kids are half black, mm -hmm. right? Your daughter doesn't look... Like she's mixed sometimes, like she's very fair and she's got curly hair, but she's she very is fair. definitely by definition checking the Caucasian box. Yeah, yeah. She, she's very fair. And your son, he's a lot browner. Absolutely. Like you can tell that he's got we some. We joke extra that he's Cubano there. all the time. <laughs> he just walks around with like the pink shorts on. He literally, and... he's so fucking cute. I, I can see that. He looks like, I mean, he, he, he looks like he's brown though. And your daughter is like, she's fair. But this woman was talking on a podcast and she was explaining how she grew up biracial, uh, white mother, black father, and how she grew up and she really just does not identify with like her mother or her mother's side of the family. Like she really identifies as a black woman. She went to a historically black college. Mm -hmm. She married a black man, has black children. And her mother's white. And her mother's white. But right. she doesn't really consider herself to be like she doesn't claim any part of that side of her and that's what she was explaining in the interview right and i just i was just thinking like i was just wondering how how must that feel or like what that implication must bring like your daughter growing up to not want to identify herself with you and identify more with the group that she could be publicly identified with mm -hmm. i guess is the question 
and then the question came up to me because your daughter is fair and she does have a lighter complexion like if that ever was something that you had considered or had thought about no i actually we talk about their differences already mm -hmm. because sienna is surrounded by black children mm -hmm. our friends her cousins you know and she always calls herself bright and mm -hmm. when she started doing that on her own is when i was like why are you bright mm -hmm. and she's like well i'm not black and i'd be like but you are mm -hmm. and we'd have conversations so that she understands that she can she can essentially choose to be bold and communicate that to people but what people are going to perceive life is like prison you know people <laughs> people i mean really people think it's it, you know, it's a choice out here and it's not. Mm -hmm. It really is how people look at you. And yeah. there's society has made it very clear that Santa can, she's got pain, she's got, she's got receipts if she wanted to, you know, but she's going to go through what I and a lot of other mixed people go through that look white or look Caucasian and are forced to identify that way. Because Sunday will never be perceived as white they'll always be like oh maybe he's mixed mm -hmm. maybe he's uh latin even if you're not sure what it is even if you're not sure but it, they'll never be like oh he's a white man mm -hmm. but sienna off top forever will be white mm -hmm. you know and and we talk about that all the time but you know like you know, it's prison it's not you know you have to you have to choose because mm -hmm. if she you know if if who you're talking about uh walked around and was like, I'm a white woman, people would be confused. Mm -hmm. People would be like, but you're not white. Like, you're mixed, right? Mm -hmm. And she could be like, yeah, but my mother's white, so I identify as white. Right. That could be her choice. Right. But society is weird, and they would look at her and be like, why? Clearly you're black. Mm -hmm. White people are going to judge you like you're a black woman. So, you know, Sienna's going to learn from a very young age that privilege is real mm -hmm. and that she has uh, a job to make sure her brother is safe and she can communicate to others, you know, confidently mm -hmm. who she is and how she feels. And, and that's her choice. Right. So I just kind of try to make it so that it's, it's comfortable. Not that we don't see color in my house. We just appreciate it. And mm -hmm. we, we, you know, I mean, Terrell's super light and he go, he goes through, <clears throat> We went to a rap battle when he was <clears throat> when we first started dating <laughs> and somebody in the freestyle like called him out for being fucking light skinned. And I remember I was just so peeved. I was just like, why does that matter? Like, why would they bring that up? And and he like later on, he was just like, that's like that's that's everything. Like mm -hmm. that was from like when I was in high school, that was from from everything. You know what I mean? But but we've talked in that same spectrum. Mm -hmm. Dark skin gets the same thing. Mm -hmm. There's just colorism all around. So I think our house is pretty cool because you know, we've got one of one of everybody. <laughs> like one of each. One of everybody, and people are always like, 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 how did two people like my skin tone? Do you make mind booty? explaining your ethnicity? Yeah, and I'm I'm Puerto Rican, so my dad is dark, as dark as Taylor, mm -hmm. and my grandmother is dark, darker, dark, as dark as Brent. And when people see pictures, it's like, wow, like mm -hmm. you look similar but I'm completely my mother's child, so. <laughs> and I have no problem with that. I love mm -hmm. my mom. But it's, yeah, it's crazy how society is, so. 
but she just she just chose. She let mm -hmm. that woman chose, and that's perfectly fine. She went and she appreciated her culture, regardless of her mom. Mm -hmm. You know, and learned. I just always wonder how that feels because I feel like a lot of um, a lot of my identity is tied very deeply into my mother, and I feel like I'm a very much like a reflection of her. And I just always think about like how that must feel if I were to ever say like I didn't identify with her, or like didn't come from her, even if I did. Right. You know. Imagine being like multicultural, you know, that's got to be mm -hmm. or like just just being in a in a culture that doesn't see you at all. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're mixed and you don't you don't count, you know, so that's there's there's so much that people go through, mm -hmm. you know, I always like to say, like, <clears throat> we're all walking each other home. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like my thing. And that I would tell Sina that all the time, like, be nice to each other. Like, we're all walking each other home. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. And and I really mean that because. There's not, there's not anybody out here that hasn't gone through something. My freckles used to be really dark. And I remember somebody told me it looked like a cow shit in my face. And it was just like, and you know, like that sounds terrible. That's terrible. And it stuck in my head for like the longest time. Aww. But my freckles faded. Yeah. And most people don't even realize I have them because I wear, you know, not like I don't cake on face makeup, but it's, it, they're light enough to where you don't see it. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, if I had known that when I was a kid, I would have just... Whatever. punched him in the mouth and kept it moving but instead you know like as a young girl you're like oh my god and it affects you mm -hmm. in in a lot of different ways so you like know, a lot I, of times I know forever. everyone goes through something so it's it's good it's good like my friend is a hundred percent Salvadorian a hundred percent both of his parents are from El Salvador came here lived in California had children right they are so proud and he gets so mad when people are like oh that fool's Mexican and he's just like, I'm not Mexican. He mm -hmm. gets like very like, this is what I am. Like, I'm very proud. And it's not, and it's just so like, it's nice to even see that. Like, people that are just so definitive. Like, I don't have that. That's not in my house. Mm -hmm. Like, we're 100% this. We're 100% like love and peace, but not, you know, we don't have a flag hanging on our wall mm -hmm. of just pride. And that's something that's so beautiful. So it's good that she went to school and... Yeah, just I just you know, if Sienna wants to go to a black college, mm -hmm. props to her. You know, that's what she chooses to do. I would totally support that because that's her culture. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, so I don't know if that answers your question. I'm that sorry. was a beautiful. That was a beautiful answer, actually. That was an excellent way, and I think that's exactly where we're gonna end the show with that thought right there. And we're just gonna let it expand our minds. I like that. <clears throat> Thank you so much for coming, Randy. Can you please let us know where mm. we can find some more of you? Where can we find you? Um, I'd like to drop a shameless tag. <laughs> so, uh, at you thirsty. <laughs> it's all one word. Uh, at Miranda's Munchies. If you uh, are interested in anything I got, I just want to check out what we're doing. Um, or if you want to see me live and in action, you can follow um, at Chilte. Okay. At Chilte Tacos. We'll put um, all of them in the tags. And, and we're all over. We're, <laughs> we're going to be in Phoenix this week, Gilbert next week. Explain Chilte real quick. Chilte, uh, we're a, a restaurant collaborative concept. So uh, great people, LT and Azaret, they started Chilte. Um, and I'm prepping for them now, and we're on to really big things. So you guys stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Well, thank you so much for watching, you guys. I will catch you on the other side.
Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. Um, Again, uh, all of the information for where to find Miranda will be in the show notes, as well as um, tagged in all of the information for the episode on Instagram. If you'd like to find more episodes, um, stay tuned because this is the first one, but you can follow us on Instagram at the Psychonaut Hour, um, as well as, uh, I think we have a Twitter. Um, If you don't want to go and do all of that, you're welcome to follow me at the Psychonaut Hour. Again, my name is Taylor. I'm happy to be your guide. Um, I hope that you have a fantastic week. I hope that everything that you hope for comes to you, and I hope that All of the good karma that you put into the world comes back to you tenfold. Remember to never forget who you are. Explore, expand, and conquer. And leave the rest up to chance.